0: Sorry. Stop laughing. I muted my (laughs) mic. You guys didn't have to start cracking up.
1: We've all been in the creative business for more than 20 years and love almost everything about it. But we have to admit, there are times when it's a shit show. In this podcast, we're going to have honest conversations about the ups and downs of the design and marketing business and share ideas and support that get us through the day. And sometimes we'll just shoot the shit. So welcome to the Creative Shit Show.
2: Well, I think what we can do is we can go ahead and start the show and then slowly watch Vaughn put together his microphone and make fun (laughs) of him on occasion. Uh, So down with that, you know. You all, it's been great these first uh, few episodes and I'm excited to continue to explore different ideas. But one of the things I wanted to throw out there today that I think would be really interesting um, and this is one of the things that I was talking to some of my younger designers and some students about and that is, you know, in the different work that you do, do you guys still get creative block like where you're working on something and you just are not sure like what to do or you kind of go into this routine because I have a routine um that I go into to kind of unlock um when I'm stuck I don't know Karen do you do you have that problem I mean you are the what's the correct term Our elder stateswoman of the four of us. So (laughs) I'm. That was bold.
3: If you can see her
2: face right now, she's telling me that I'm number one, and this is what I appreciate about her. um, No, I mean that with respect. I'm just saying that you, you know, you've probably been able to conquer this, this problem.
1: I find that the more I work, the less of the block I have, first of all, um, the creative juices just are going crazy when I'm really busy, but, um, just getting out and getting some fresh air and going for a walk really helps that block. I've been, uh, years ago, I, I read the book, the artist way, and that was she gave you all sorts of different ideas in it. Julia Cameron gave you all sorts of different ideas in it about taking an artist, giving yourself an artist date, doing creative morning pages. And people mm. have been doing this for years. And I find that if I, even if I start just going and making art or making marks on a sheet of paper, that block kind of dissipates. So that's what I do.
2: Well, let me ask one thing. One of the things I really, really, really admire about you is your fine art side. I just, that's, I find that so inspiring. Do you feel that there's an advantage that you, you are in that space a lot as well outside of, you know, your work design strategy brain? Oh,
1: there's no question. I think that, you know, the best part about doing the fine art, whether it's good or bad, first of all, it doesn't matter. You're just making art and you're not Mm -hmm. making it for anybody. You're not fake making it for a client. You're just making it for yourself in the moment. And I think that it gives your mind a chance to quiet. Hmm. And it's my form of meditation. You know, people meditate. I, I can't just sit there and meditate quietly, but if I'm in flow working on a piece of art, or even drawing on my iPad. It is, it is a sense of flow for me, and it relaxes me, and then I can move on to other tasks. So absolutely.
2: I love that. Thanks. Vaughn, what about you? You're kind of in that space, you know, scribbler, drawer extraordinaire.
0: Um, one of the things Karen said, I mean, since last August, since I've been doing a lot of walking, um, I found that, you know, it frees my mind to just free range thinking, which I don't get a chance to do. I used to do that when I commuted to work years ago. Uh, but I kind of forgot how much I miss that because I can not just think through work stuff, but just life in general, think about stuff. So um, that tends to help kind of pull my mind out of, you know, the rut I'm stuck in focus on something else that uh, doesn't even have to be related to to work. Um, It's as simple. I work out of my home studio. So uh, at times I'll just walk into our backyard. We have a pond back there and I'll just like, you know, right now we have a cherry blossom tree that's just dumping a ton of petals in the pond. So I, I go on. back there. Yeah, I have
2: a very important question. Do you have sure. a fish in your pond?
0: Do I have fish? Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of koi fish. Yeah.
2: Oh, wow. We're going to yep. have to talk about that. Did you design your pond?
0: Kind of, but it's like I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I would do it different now.
2: Okay, yeah. and I've always wondered this: Do you have names for your koi fish?
0: Yes, Savannah okay. named them, not me. But oh, okay, you know, yeah, Camo, Darth, <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> uh, a Regal is another one. I forget what. There's one more. The one, the big. Like we have some that are like, I don't know, four feet long by about that. Wow! Like
2: you do not. Really That's those. you could like ride that thing like a sea dragon. <laughs> they're,
0: they're pretty cool. Um, so I'll focus on anything that's not creatively, like anything job-related. I try to focus on something different. I might do a coffee run, but sometimes the easiest way is just to, and this is kind of a reason why I have side projects that I do for no other reason than just something I want to do. Um, I've noticed, uh, I noticed trends at times and the trend I've noticed for the past year or so, and I I don't even know if there's a proper term for it, but they're the kind of designs. I don't know if you remember back in the seventies, the keep on trucking type of artwork, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a lot of motifs that people, different artists are doing where it's like a character and he's like walking or holding a flag or whatever. And they have some saying with it. I don't even know if there's a name for uh, the trend, but um, I decided to start, I wanted to create one of those myself, so I'm working on that on the side. So if I get stuck on something, like in a client project where I just feel like I'm hitting a dead end and I just can't figure it out or I'm burnout, um, then I'll refocus on something that I want to do just because I want to do it, and then usually... If I come back later, um, that'll give me fresh eyes to see it in a different way and hopefully help me break out of that.
2: I love that. Hey, just throwing this out there for the group and really for Vaughn, how would you feel about doing a keep on trucking koi fish uh, icon for our show? You know, (laughs) just throwing that out there.
0: (laughs) That'd be hard to draw legs for a fish. Oh my god, okay. I, I, mean, if, if, I can if, picture if, it. I can picture it.
2: I mean if you if you just want to go ahead and limit yourself, that's fine, Vaughn. Bon. Um,
3: you can add it to your portfolio.
0: This I mean, is where this a client danger. would ask for a ridiculous request, and I would just kind of smile and say, "Sure, we can think about that." That's what I'm saying. Last, <laughs>
3: I think in a in a former episode, you mentioned you didn't have a turtle on cue, so now you can have a koi fish. Just keep on dropping right.
2: koi fish. I mean, don't get you mad don't at me know. when you sell when you send sell millions of copies of that. I'm just saying. That's going to catch on.
0: on. On my list of personal projects is to do a koi fish illustration, but I haven't gotten around to it yet.
2: So Jamie, what about you? Do you ever get in that space and how do you get yourself out of it?
3: So we're three for three on walking. um, So I'll just skim past that and uh, move on to the idea that, you know, I'm a little different because I do a lot more uh, writing, you know, than uh, designing. I don't do any designing. Karen freaks out when I even mention it, but um, (laughs) I do a lot of writing. So when I get stuck writing, I go read. um, And I find that... Uh, it's very soothing to me it's very relaxing it's very distracting and I noticed this I don't know as I get older maybe I'm just more aware of it uh, when I was a kid I probably didn't realize that it was uh, teaching me new vocabulary as I was reading so I'll come back from you know reading I mean I'll read anything too it doesn't have to be you know it can be teenage romance novels it can be you know Harry Potter whatever it is I don't really care but um, I'll I'll add new words to my vocabulary, it, it, it strengthens my creativity. It gives me just a, a way more fun way of looking at things. Um, then, then I went into it. So yeah, when I get stuck writing, I go read.
2: That's great. I
0: agree. I agree. Uh, reading is another thing I'll do just to completely focus in a different way. It's like what if reading for me is like watching a, a movie in my head. So Me that's too. why that's why I always love reading, because I remember where I paused it and oh, I wonder what's going to happen next type of thing. So mm-hmm. I remember well. Savannah when she a, a little kid in grade school and she is complaining about having to read. And and I kind of use that analogy with her and I go, uh, just just try it. You know, it, it's kind of like watching a movie in your head. You're creative and you'll be able to paint a pretty good picture in your head and ever since then she's like reading as well.
1: Vaughn and I have audible in common and I think Jamie Jamie mm-hmm. does too and I'm not sure about you Justin but if I'm working on a project that is like a photoshop retouching project or you know a, something that is I want to say a mindless project I can sit and listen to a book and it turns off all the noise in my head mm-hmm. except for what I'm doing on the screen. And, you know, it's kind of like having that movie on. So yeah, it's definitely a relaxing experience.
2: I definitely have, I, I definitely have an audio for, um, need. So for example, I have to have music on when I'm creating and I can even maybe even shift my perspective based on the type of music. So that's one kind of trick that I've uh, really incorporated into into my work, you know. And I think this, these are all, you know, um, sound similar and probably simple, but I think those are the things that we forget about, you know. Still, for me, and this is something that's really interesting, especially with some younger creatives, is I still need to. I still would rather sketch out, even if my thumbnails are, you know, two hundred unidentifiable things to someone else. But they're the things that get me like, how am I gonna do this A on this logo? Or how am I gonna you know, lay this thing out? And I just do it over and over and over again. Cause I find if I get on the computer, yeah, Karen's got her sketchbook out. Right. If I get on the computer, um, I even, I try to do it on my iPad too, but there's just something about paper that, I don't know, is still magical to me. And I've had people over the years where they push back on that. And I just don't get that personally. I don't know how you can iterate and fly through ideas faster than that. And I used to, I, I remember when I had my subscription to How and Print and Communication Arts, I, I remember I used to go to the annuals and I would look at this great work and, you know, find a little piece of something there that, you know, was a seed of an idea. And so, you know, today I, I will often look at like Dribbble or Pinterest or, you know, I'll look at um, uh, some, you know, Instagram people that I follow and it really isn't to do anything that but unlock an idea. You know, I don't know if you guys relate this on the visual side, especially as, you know, you can look at a bunch of work and then you might find something that really attracts you by the time you're done. It's not even in the same galaxy of what you started with, but it's whatever mm-hmm. that key was to unlock that door. Um,
1: Absolutely. I used to look at, um, you know, since I've been doing this for 100 years plus Um, I used to, we used to have the art director's annuals. And it was like, you know, three inch thick books filled with all of this unbelievable work. And we'd have bookshelves of it. And funny thing is I used to work for this studio. It was, I worked there when I was still in college And then five years later, I worked there for five years and I still do work with them once in a while, just had coffee with the guy um, last week. And if I go into his office, you know, I can't say a lot of those old, old books are there, but all, you know, he has all these great old books and he's not that much older than I am. So it's you know, I miss going through the books. It's fun looking online, but yeah, it's not I remember the like, if you're going through I, the books, you have a sketchbook next to you sort of. And
2: yeah, I remember putting post-its on there and going through those things and best. having a million, million yeah. post-its. Yep. I read an article a couple years ago that really resonated with me. Now I wish I could remember who wrote it or, or where I read it, but it was really this concept of how are you living your life to fill your mind with Things that really activate it, right? So, for example, you guys all talk about walking, and and there's no doubt that movement, you know, even before you start doing something, is really beneficial to us to you know have just a clear Mm -hmm. mind. But I've also found for me, um, you know, Jamie, Avant, to your point, and even you know, on the Audible side, like if I'm reading on a regular basis, I'm traveling you know, it doesn't have to be anywhere extraordinary, but you know, I'm just getting outside of my normal. And then for me, man, movies and story, whatever way I can, I can digest those when I'm doing the a combination of those things, it feels like my ideas just flow way easier. And I never even get in that space. And oftentimes when I've been stuck, I look back and say, man, I haven't I haven't moved in a while. I haven't really read anything or I haven't gone anywhere. I haven't, you know what I mean? I don't know. Does that land with you guys at all as far as, you know, kind of what you're doing in the space around you to help, you know, you keep in that zone?
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm getting into cooking right now. Karen knows it's a a big passion of mine. I mean, I uh, was a terrible cook. Uh, I didn't grow up in a household where cooking was a priority and we would beg my mom to bake, you know. So it started off for me with uh, just learning some old recipes of my mom's and baking. And now I'm like, I love cooking. I had no idea. It, It makes me feel creative. I, you know, and then you feel like you imagine yourself, you know, in some restaurant while you're cooking or being like so silly and you're like chopping things and you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, and then you make something and everybody's like, This is awesome. I don't know, to me that's like the ultimate creating a meal from scratch with my hands is, you know, incredibly creative.
1: Well, there's no question it's a form of artwork that and it's awesome because whenever we travel, Jamie cooks for me.
2: The, the thing about <laughs> cooking it's really beautiful too is then is then you you get to share it, right? And I think that's a part of yes. cooking that I think I really... do
1: like that. It's a part of community, building yeah. building community.
2: Yeah. There's
0: a a great quote that says, uh, "Reading is thinking with someone else's head." And oh, I've totally. All, I've yeah. I've always liked that. So you can you can pick up a topic, doesn't matter what genre it is, and you can read it, and it's like you get to at least um, theoretically experience the same what they experience um, if they're a good writer, that is, but that's what that's why I like it. It's like I've learned more about history by just reading on my own um, nonfiction historical novels. Uh, There's a great one I read in 2001 or 2021. Um, It was about like all the settlers from the original colonies and they started going to Ohio territory to start moving west. And it's so like, it was just fascinating. I mean, there's all these rabbit trails that came out in it. Like uh, the, the settlers were going out in this unsettled area of Ohio, of uh, Western Ohio. And in the process of finding a place to put a homestead, they find all these mound ruins and they didn't know what they were. So they went to the local uh, tribe who were, they had befriended already and they asked the, the, uh, the chief, you know, well, did you guys create all these ruins that are out here in the forest we found? He goes, no, those were here before we got here. And, and then there's a footnote. And I looked down and it had a footnote on, on that part of the book. And, and come to find out there's a whole culture called the Hopewell culture that preexisted all these Native American tribes, and they don't really know where they all went. They just know they existed because all these mounds, if you start in Ohio and you just follow the border under the Canadian border all the way over to Washington, you'll find mound cultures and ruins. It's just fascinating. It's like I never heard any of that until I read this book about, you know, the early settlers. It's just Now you're
1: going to have to let us know what it is. We can put it in the show notes. Karen and I love history. Like yeah. that's and I want that, to listen to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know,
3: I and want to go I, back. I to
2: love to, I love Vaughn teaching us history. Thank you, Vaughn.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I want to go back to um, you know the fact that looking at books, looking at inspiration online for design and things like that. And one time I said something to Bob, my husband Robert Myrick. He's a fine artist. And I said to him, is it weird that we, that as a designer, I go and look for inspiration online and things like that, or in books? And he says, no, it's your museum. And, you know, as fine artists, we go to museums and we, um, for inspiration and for looking into the past as to what other people have done. And you're doing the same thing by following other artists or designers online and in books and things like that. And when he said that, I mean, it was probably 20 years ago, but this conversation triggered that. And I think it's just, it's a, you know, something to think about. It's not, it's not like we're copying it's, we're looking at inspiration. We're keeping up with trends. We're, you know, looking at colors and, um, and I think that's why all these different resources online that, um, that we have to inspire us are really amazing.
3: Well, and for people who aren't designers, you know, like me, you you guys were talking about online inspiration and that way, you know, for reading isn't just about books for me too. It means I can go out on LinkedIn or other places and read blogs or read other people's thoughts. So, Vaughn, when you were talking about, you know, living inside someone else's head, like I I I do enjoy going out and exploring what other people are talking about too. It's, it's like, you know, not just about looking at things, but I enjoy reading other people's thoughts even in the present day online, you know, real time.
2: Yeah, I think that doing that sort of exploration is, you know, as much of learning what you don't want to do, write or read or draw or whatever than you do. Um, welcome back, Vaughn. Did you take a little vacation there from our podcast?
0: I I just realized something. I had to deal with it.
2: <laughs> Karen, can you listen to the podcast? Um, because. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: Stop okay. laughing. I muted my mic. You guys didn't have to start cracking up.
2: <laughs> hey, go look listen, at the Vaughn. chat. If you're going to, if you're going to, um, if you're going to fart, you're <laughs> adult here. It happens. You can just what let it go. Was we'll it? Edit it I, out. Was tr-
0: I can't remember where I put my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Super urgent. You find it in the middle of recording your podcast. No, also. because it had something on it. I wanted to bring up and I, oh, okay. I, that's... Now I feel bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: wow. That's the best fart excuse I've heard in a while. yeah <laughs> Uh, Karen, good luck editing this part because I think some of it you should absolutely keep in. But um, that's just one man's opinion. I
1: know, that is going to be cute. <laughs> I couldn't even breathe for a second. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I think we could probably talk about different ways to, you know, kind of get out of creative block or, you know, find that inspiration. I think we should talk more on another show about what inspires us. But in closing here, if you were to give you know, someone just one of your key, uh, you know, kind of creative block go-tos that, that, you know, either to prepare you to, you know, avoid that or to help you get through that moment. What's the one that really, um, uh, is most valuable to you?
1: You know, take a 15 minute breather and, um, and just kind of restart, your engine
2: yeah i also love to one of my first creative directors would tell me when i was working on something creative and it was stuck he goes you know go work on touching up that photo use almost like a different part of your brain and,
1: it's that uh, mindless thinking yeah. that sometimes helps you to move forward
2: yeah vaughn what about you
0: um, I I agree with Karen. I mean, I know a lot of people have, you know, timelines and expectations they at the hit. So even if it's like setting something aside for 15, 30 minutes um, and just refocus on something completely different like you said, um, it's it's a great way to kind of reset and then if you reapproach it, I, whether it's a visual problem, whether it's more of a conceptual you know you're trying to come up with an idea it it, it helps to kind of i don't know kickstart your thinking again and usually you can figure it out after that point
2: awesome jamie what about you
3: so um i have two things one is uh if you're writing something that requires a lot of energy it's exhausting um but some people will spend a lot of time on the introduction paragraph and won't move on uh, to the rest of the writing until they've like (laughs) tightened that up or neaten that up. And I think over time I've learned to just stop writing that intro paragraph first, and I'll actually go through and try to write as much of the other copy. And while I'm writing the other copy, the intro presents itself and it has saved me countless hours of being stuck uh, trying to find the perfect way. And, you know, for other writers out there, the story changes as you're writing. So, you know, even as the clients like this is the direction I want you to go, most of my clients are really good about letting me be a little more free and a little less uh, stringent. So, you know, I I might change my mind about the direction of the uh, story as I'm writing it. So it's just really hard to you know, start with that first paragraph. So that's my first one. And then the second one is just go do something easier. I know it sounds really stupid to say that, but if you're working on something and it's really taxing on your brain and you've got a whole to do list of other things, there are other easier things on that list. I guarantee you to that you can go back and hit and check off and feel productive. And by the time you're finished with that, you might be ready to come back and, and try again.
1: Yeah, I, I think that. that's great advice.
0: Yeah, write, writing so it seems like to get really good writing, it's more about editing than it is writing.
3: Absolutely. And, and
0: that used to hang me up too until, and I don't know if this has to do with anything dis- dyslexic or whatever in my own head, but like I found when I write stuff, I always put what should be last before what I have last. And I'm always copying and pasting it at the bottom. It's, it's, it's weird. It's like my mind the always same thing. Does that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we need to talk about that at some point in another episode about writing. Because it's something that um, as designers, I know a lot of us are challenged at it. <laughs> so I know I am. So I think that would be an excellent topic.
2: Yeah, I about. love that topic.
3: Yeah. What about you, about Justin? It? I don't think we Yeah, I
2: think issues. all of your suggestions are are great. I I will say that I just got back from a a trip, a hiking trip to Yosemite, and I can tell you that just being in nature and you know, going out and just you know, travel and being just exposed to things that just really inspire me has just energized me beyond you know, um, what I expected, you know, I haven't traveled as much the last couple of years. And so, you know, whatever you can do to, to do that, I think that's a great, you know, sort of preemptive creative block, uh, therapy that we could, um, use. And I think that, you know, to build off what you guys have said, I, I really agree with the doing something different slash simple, you know, um, is a really great way to just kind of shift your brain, still feel productive if you need to write and, and come back to something when you can. So.
3: 100%.
2: I love it. Well, Hey, this is a great conversation. Uh, So we talked about a lot of things that we can cover in the future. Um, I'm most excited about Vaughn's clay pond drawing um, that we'll have someday and share in a future episode. So thanks Vaughn for that.
1: Now we'll, we'll get that posted on the website, a picture of it. That's what we're going to do. With Vaughn diving
2: into it. Oh my gosh, Vaughn.
1: Scuba, Scuba Steve, riding.
0: I've fallen into it once cleaning. Oh
2: <laughs> Vaughn, you at least got to give us a picture for our yeah, show notes. Have did, your did, Or that sea monster stuff, of a koi you have.
0: A little a tour. Car. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, hey, y'all, you have a great day, and I can't wait for the next episode.
3: Thanks, Justin. Great. Thanks, guys.
2: Thanks, Justin. Bye.